everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Nathan Cassiotis. I'm a business growth expert where I help business owners grow and scale to create wealth and freedom. And today, I have an awesome guest. He's a serial podcaster, strategist, trainer, coach, keynote speaker, and student of human attention. And he started heavily utilizing the power of podcasting to build his photography business and was so amazed at the results, he never looked back. And he's now a podcast junkie who consults with organizations to help them get serious business results, integrating podcasting into their marketing strategy. A podcast is not just nice to have anymore, it's a must-have. Welcome, Darren Saul, and thank you for being on my show. Ah, oh, thank you, Nathan. Really appreciate you inviting me along. Really good to be here. Yeah, awesome, mate. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing show for everyone watching and listening today. So you're a very successful entrepreneur. So for those people who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself by telling us about you and your journey. Yeah, wow. Okay, let me see. How far back do I go? So <laughs> so I do a number of different things, um, but they all kind of found their way to connect each other in a way. But originally, I'm a recruiter. So I do lots of work in the IT recruitment space. And I recruited, been recruiting for many, many years, over 20 years. And when I was at school, I did a lot of work as a hobby um, in photography. And I, you know, did all this stuff in the dark room and, you know, did a lot of black and white printing and all that kind of thing. And I left it for a little, so many years. And then at a certain point in time, probably about, you know, eight to 10 years ago now, I thought I need a hobby, you know, I need to do something else. So I thought, why not get back into photography? And um, I started doing lots of courses and I just fell in love with it again. So I started doing loads of work. All, all my spare time, I started photographing. And then I thought, so I thought, why don't I turn this into a bit of a, a side hustle? And I started doing some side, uh, some uh, photographic events, corporate events, family events, photo shoots, headshots, all that kind of stuff. And then at some point, I realized that I have to find a way to start marketing my business, my photography business um, and my recruitment business at the same time, because I, you know, marketing had started to change or the traditional way we used to advertise and do business development was starting to change. You know, cold calling wasn't going to work anymore. Letter drops were, weren't going to work as, as effectively anymore. So I kind of stumbled onto social media um, through a friend and in particular podcasting. And I thought, you know what, what the hell, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that if I'm going to start doing anything, I'll just go straight in. I'm not going to, I'm going to dive in all the way, hundred percent or nothing. So I thought, all right, I'll set up a podcast and I actually set up two podcasts, one for my recruitment business, one for my photography business. And I just fell in love with the process of podcasting and the, the podcast journey, the people that you meet. But at the same time, what I found was it was an incredible marketing tool. And these days, even more so every day, and I think at the moment, it's a war for content. It's a battle for content. You know, everybody's marketing on social media and we don't have enough content. And I found that podcasting gives me incredible amounts of opportunity to create content. I can take all the work that I do, the interviews that I do, I can turn them into video files, audio files, written files, and I can extrapolate a lot of value from every episode. So it's a great master content tool. Um, and I think that's the real key of podcasting these days is obviously there's, you get a lot of awareness coming on other people's shows, but you also get that opportunity 
for creating content, which we're also hungry for at the moment. So there's my journey, kind of like recruitment, um, photography, social media and podcasting. And I kind of lump them together in a way because they, they do feed the same um, strategy in a way. They're all marketing. And uh, yeah, it keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, mate. Great story. I love the, the journey of uh, how you go in and and I love the, uh, yeah, the, the power of the podcast. Obviously, you know, I've got my own that you're on here now as well. And I know that the power. So I love, I love this topic and, and what you're doing. And um, yeah, looking forward to, to getting into it, um, you know, more today. So let's talk a bit about podcasting, how it's evolved, I think, because, you know, it's changed a little bit um, over the years. And I think especially like pre and post COVID that, you know, there were some changes there. So do you want to just share a bit more about that for everyone? Yeah, definitely. Like I was lucky. I started just before COVID and I did a couple of episodes that were videoed by a videographer. Um, and obviously that, that was one of the biggest changes is that pre COVID podcasting was done in a much more heavy production or costly production manner. You had to have a podcasting studio, you had to have a videographer, you had to have an audio engineer, et cetera, et cetera. It was much more serious radio type um, genre and a lot of engineers and a lot of gear. But then with COVID and with the birth of the technology, the the, the acceleration of technology and, and all the different products that were out there available to us, it started to become really cheap and easy to start a podcast. And apps like Anchor popped up and Anchor is a fantastic app um, that was so successful. Spotify bought them. And I think now they've even, they're not even part of Spotify anymore. They're, they've all rebranded or something, but all these apps and technology were born that made podcasting really easy and was all done virtually through Zoom, um, through Teams. You could do it with other products called Riverside and um, oh, I forgot all the others now. There's so many that we're using, um, that people were using and are still using. So that was the biggest change, I think. It was the fact that it went from a very, very heavy on the production and costly on the production to really easygoing. And everybody's just jumping on the pod podcasting bandwagon because it's become a real um, fashion, or fashion topic at the moment as well. But again, it's really powerful from a podcast, from a content uh, creation point of view as well. So I think that that's the other thing that people are really spending more time to put together a strategy that allows them to build content and market properly. You know, we're all becoming sophisticated marketers now than what we were before three, four years ago, purely because we have to, and there's so much noise out there. So podcasting falls beautifully into that um, marketing strategy if you do it well. And again, you, you know, you've got to do everything well and not to say that I do everything well at all, but it's a journey. Um, and if you just try and see what other people are doing around you and try and always evolve and try and, you know, get the most out of whatever you're doing, then that's a strategy that's always going to help you in the, in the long term. Yeah. Love it, mate. Completely, um, agree with the change there. I just started mine just after COVID and, uh, use Anchor, still do today as well yep, to host right. it and, Anchor. um, and all of that. So, um, yeah, it's interesting how it's all <laughs> evolved, um, very quickly and you talked about a, like a couple of tools there let's talk a bit more about that but more maybe around the equipment side because people are like you know they're thinking oh maybe do i need all this stuff but you don't necessarily need too much so do you want to just share a bit about that to just get a, a decent podcast out there initially yeah definitely a lot of people get worried they think oh my god look at all these microphones and lights and gear 
Um, and again, it's a journey. Like you just, if you start really simple, like I did, and then as you get more serious about podcasting and you know, you're going to do it for the longer term, then you can invest a little bit more money and it's not expensive to buy slightly better gear and upgrade your gear. So you might start with just a, a real basic ring light, you know, or something that you put in front of your computer screen just to give you a nice lighting. Um, I've evolved that to using two ring lights on either side and they both come into me um, that way, but there's so many great lights out there. And again, these things are really cheap from an audio point of view. You know, you can use no microphone. You can start using really basic um, USB plug-in microphones, or you can get serious and you can start using microphones like this, which is called a, um, it's more of an analog microphone, but it plugs into your uh, audio, audio interface, which then plugs into your USB. So these are like more traditional mics, but they have a, an interface that turn them into digital and they put, and then you can USB them into your computer and slightly, they can be slightly better quality, but um, you know, not always, it depends on the microphone. And then, of course, there are two different types of microphones as well. This microphone that's right up close to my mouth is called a dynamic microphone. And dynamic microphones have to be closer to the speaker because they pick up only what's around me here. Whereas if I'm in a studio, if I'm you know doing music or if I'm podcasting in a proper podcasting studio, they might use condenser microphones, which I'm assuming may be something that you have right there. And it sits a bit further away from you but it, it's a much more sensitive mic and it picks up a stronger um, pattern that's more 3D, but it will also pick up noise in the background, babies screaming, dogs in the next door, cars going by. So you've just got to make sure that you have your environment as quiet as possible so you don't pick up a lot of that stuff. So again, there's two different types of microphones, dynamic and uh, condenser. And again, these things are not expensive. You know, we're talking... A couple of hundred bucks will buy you a really good quality microphone if you want to go down that route. Um, video cameras, again, you can use the camera that's on your computer or you can invest in a really basic Logitech or, you know, any type of camera that pops on top of your computer. And again, you can buy them for $150, you know, and there's different variations. So you can start a podcast really cheap for 20 bucks or free. Or you can start investing a little bit of money and, you know, you might spend three, $400, $500 max and have all the highest quality gear that you need to do a podcast at home in a home studio. Um, and then all the rest of the stuff is just how to use the technology itself, how to take the files from, you know, what the source that you get your files in, turn them into an audio file for Anchor, turn them into a video file for YouTube, you might have to do a little bit of processing using tools like uh, if you use a Mac, I use um, iMovie for my video processing. I use Pro Tools for my audio processing, but there's other things to use as well. So all those things, again, are just the next generation of how much you want to do. You don't have to do all that stuff. It's just how much you want to get into it. So you can set it up pretty quick and pretty easy and pretty cheap and then just go with the flow. And if you know you're going to be doing it for a while, have some fun and invest a bit of money into it. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Love that. And that's exactly how I started and I'm still currently doing it. Like I've just got my Logitech full yep. HD camera. Looks Beautiful. nice. I've got a blue Yeti microphone. Yeah. 200, 250. Great mic. Yep. Whatever it is. And um, 
you know, and that area there. So, um, you know, and it works well, you know, yes, we could invest hundred, you know, thousands if we want to get the best mics, but yep. you don't need it initially. Yep. So I love, that's a great rendition of, you know, making it simple for people that you don't need to invest big amounts um, at the start to get something that's, um, yeah, decent quality as well. Absolutely. So, and, and it's like, sometimes the difference between a thousand dollar mic and a $200 mic is so minimal that it's not even worth worrying about. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, unless you want to really take it to the next level, yeah. but um, yeah, maybe it's just for the look sometimes for people yeah. as well. Um, Feel good. Oh, I got a thousand dollar mic. <laughs> I know exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm happy with my <laughs> my exactly. sound goes and invested in other things, but that's a uh, that's awesome, mate. And um, so you know, you talked a lot about obviously putting the content out there, right? Which is important now these days. So you know, you mentioned a little bit about, um, you know, putting it on YouTube and, and obviously on Anchor and things like that to to get the podcast out. But if we're talking more about the social side and obviously YouTube's part of that, how can we, you know, use it to, to I guess, grow our audience and that, you know, on, on social media? Yep. Good question. So like when I teach podcasting courses, I dedicate, I teach in three parts. The first part, I call them the three P's of podcasting. The first P is the preparation and the tools and the technology. The second P is the production, audio and video. But the third P is a whole other session just on the promotion of podcasts. And I think that's really important because just like a website, if you have a fantastic website that you spend thousands of dollars on, but if nobody knows it exists, what's the point? You know, nobody's even looking at the website. So it's the same with the podcast. You can have the most brilliant podcast, but you've got to do a bit of work to promote it and make sure that people know it's there. And so what I say is that if you think of your um, podcasting strategy or your podcast as a movie about to be released or an M or a TV series about to be released, like, ah, I just lost you for a second, but I'm perfect back. You know, you, you see that in Hollywood, when something is coming out, they promote it before it comes out heavily. They promote it while it's coming out. And then they promote it after it might've come out. And you don't just do it once, you do it multiple times and you really create a buzz around what you're doing. And it's the same with the podcast. So you can be really creative in how you promote your podcast. You could say, oh, great. Just about to release this episode next week. Stay tuned. You could put all these graphics together. You could do little promo videos for it. You know, it just depends on how much time you have. Then once you've done that, you promote it on all your social channels. You link to the video, you link to the audio. Um, you link to the person's profile as well. So you get more audience traction and, and building that way. And then once you've finished, you might bring that episode back every month or two, you might bring it back because on social media, you can't assume that if you post something once, everybody's seen it, you know, only maybe five or 10% of your audience sees anything at any one time. So you can promote this thing 10, 15 times before everybody might have seen it. And then you can bring it back again and you can bring it back as top five episodes this six, last six months or top five episodes this month or, you know, end of year special, top episode, top 10 episodes for 2023. So all I'm, I'm trying to bring, like build a whole strategy around the podcast and the, all the episodes and all the guests rather than just have them come out once a week and then forget about them. You know, so that's what's really important about a podcasting strategy is that you have to think about this as a long-term cycle and you've got to keep cycling back. And every time you do, you tag in your guests, 
and then you tap into their audience and then they'll share it again and they'll tap into your audience. And then that's how you start building your audience quite organically, just by putting together a really simple strategy in how you're promoting your podcast. And then before, and then after that, we haven't even got into the content creation that's non-podcast content creation. So you've done your episode, you might have 30 minutes or 45 minutes, then you'll take that video file or audio file and you'll start chopping it up into little bits. And you might pop those little bits on social media every couple of days, the different little soundbite, different little video. You could put that on Instagram, put that on YouTube, put that on, so on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on TikTok. I mean, and you can take all this little information that's just come from this mother episode and turn it into stuff that you can release every day. And you might even get someone to do it for you to help you chop up on and market all these files. So you've just done one main show, but you've just got so much content for the next three to six weeks that have come all from this one show. So that's the beauty of really leveraging everything you're doing. You know, I'm a big believer in leveraging. Um, anything you do, you should try and leverage it to the highest potential before doing something else. You might not have milked everything you got out of the last one. Yeah. Awesome, mate. I love it. So, uh, so true and so powerful. Really agree with all of those areas and love how you're, yeah, repurposing and, and everything like that as well. And I think a key thing as well with, with podcasting, what it helps us with, uh, sort of two sides of the coin is branding, right? So it, you know, helps with our branding as like an authority, but also I think we also have to think about branding is how are we branding the podcast like area as well? So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts around the branding side of things. Uh, you mean how do how do I brand my own podcast in, in terms of how it helps me with my yeah, brand, like my the importance of how we would brand it so that we would have you know something around that and then building that up. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, and it kind of boils down again into your target audience in a way. Um, what are you trying to achieve with your podcast? Because again, you can go a million different ways. So my podcast is a little different, and it's a little bit anti-conformity in a way because my podcast. My podcast is called Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast, and it's more of a variety show than anything else, because I love to talk to lots of different people about lots of different things, and a lot of people would say, man, you're, you're tackling too many topics, your, audio, your, your guests are too wide, it's too broad, but I enjoy that, um, and then I've kind of turned my podcast in that, into a marketing platform for people to come on and tell their story and you know, in whatever genre they're in. But say you have a, a finance business, you might want to have a podcast that's just a little bit more niche and more specific around what you do in finance and targeted to your audience and what they might need, what kind of information, what kind of value your particular audience or potential audience might need. And you might do shows on your own. You might bring in guests that are going to help your audience with what they're looking for. So it might not be broad at all. It might be very niche, might be very specific. And then every week or every month or every two weeks, you'll put out an episode that's high in value, particularly targeted to your audience or your target audience to give them what they need. And that will build your audience, that will build your brand as well. So you can tackle it a million different ways, um, but it's really just about what you're trying to achieve with your podcast, what your audience wants out of your podcast what you what you want out of your audience in terms of potential customers as well you know there's so many different ways you can tackle it um but some thought needs to be put in 
before you start on how you're going to do that. Yeah. Awesome. I completely agree uh, with those side of things. And I'm a bit like you with mine being a bit wider, um, you know, there with being the business question, because there's so many different elements about business and I enjoy yep. um, the variety too, because you, you never know what, yeah, rabbit holes or what, where the conversations might go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah it's going to be really powerful. Um, and I guess, you know, from, from that's the branding side of that element. I guess we need to, you know, design some sort of branding as well behind it. Right. So, you know, obviously in the corner, um, you've got the, um, you know, your little branding, right. On your podcast, yeah, I've got mine cartoon, really here for the people that are watching the videos. You know what I mean? We've got that on there and then that goes through. So do you have any tips or anything that people should be thinking about when they're thinking about like designing something that's going to be, I guess, visually appealing? Yeah, that's a really good point. Like these days, there's a lot of noise on social media. So when you're going to be promoting your episodes and promoting your podcast, people are just going to be scrolling right through everything and you've got to try and find a way to catch their attention. So in terms of branding, like when I, when I went about starting to brand, I thought what was becoming quite popular and a little bit different still was the cartoons. So I jumped on the bandwagon and I got a, a lovely lady. Her name is Danny Vitz, D-A-N-I-V-I-T-T-Z. So you can look her up. Um, and she's fantastic cartoonist. And she, you can send her a photo of you and she'll put together a great little caricature. So that's what I used. And I put all my branding uniformly around these caricatures. And that became a little bit of a different point of difference. So you can have a bit of fun with it. Um, so that's one, one thing to do. The other thing that I thought was really powerful is color. Um, color is really useful in grabbing people's attention. So I specially chose like fluorescent green, you know, or you might choose yellow or red or something that's going to grab someone's attention. And subliminally, they're always going to see the same colors as well. That's the other thing. Like if you're going to be playing with branding and getting serious about branding and marketing, you don't want to be chopping and changing your branding and chopping and changing your colors and your logos every five minutes because there's no continuity and people can't get to know you. But if you're always showing up the same way, the same color, the same logo, people get, ah, even subliminally, they're not even looking at your name or reading anything. They know it's you because they, they see it, you know, take Coca-Cola as an example, perfect example. You know, that red Coca-Cola logo is just tattooed in our brain and we don't even have to read anything. We just know subliminal Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. So, you know, there's a lot to be learned from the marketing of some of these big, great FMCG companies because they really know how to brand very well. Apple, another one, you know, there's, you know, very consistent and very, very powerful and simple sometimes in their branding. But, you know, branding is about, it's not only about your logo and about your colors, but it's a big part of it. And it's also about the experience and everything else. But if you can start by choosing something that's going to be eye-catching and powerful and a little different, it can help you a lot in your journey. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Love that. Completely agree. And luckily my wife is in brand communication, so she makes me look awesome um, in that yeah, way with a, a whole strategy. That's just the bonus for me. But yes, getting people to help with that, um, like Irene or, you know, other people there is, um, is important. Uh, and I love those, those choices that you were uh, talking about. And I think another big one, you know, for myself um, is around the planning organization because, you know, the stats are, I think it's like most people don't get past 20 episodes and I think yep. less than 1% gets past like 100 episodes, right? And yep. we're, we're over that um, yep. point now. So we're in a very small area because 
most people don't really commit to it. And I, I loved how you said at the start, I really committed. I was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, to say consistent is an effort, right, to, to put that in. So do you want to talk a little bit about the plan organization to ensure that, you know, people can, you know, stay consistent over time? Yeah. Look, I mean, it, like anything in these days, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be patient and you've got to be consistent. You can't just think like, I mean, I talk to people about starting podcasts. They say, how long is it going to take for me to get some results? I say, oh, look, at least a year. And they go, what, really? And then most, some of them say, you know what? I, I agree. I can, I, it makes sense. But like, I've been podcasting now for about, I remember, three and a half, three and a half years or something. And only now do I start getting a little bit of traction, whereas people might invite me to, to speak at a podcast at a conference about podcasting and using podcasting for your marketing. But I had to really put in the time to earn my stripes and do a lot of episodes, meet a lot of people, have lots of conversations. And, you know, still I don't get sometimes huge uh, downloads on some shows, some show more than others, you know, it just depends. Some shows will get over a thousand and some shows will get 20, you know, it just depends on the episode. It depends on, how I'm promoting it. it depends on how my guest or my co counterpart is promoting it. Um, but it's a long game and you really got to be consistent because you start to build your community around it um, slowly over time. A great way to do that is creating a Facebook group around your podcast. So, you know, you start inviting lots of people to your group and you promote all your episodes on your group and slowly, slowly you start to build your community and they, those people might invite other people to the group and, you know, you start building it. That's another little hack that can be a cool way to build a community around your podcast. But first and foremost, you really have to just do it consistently, regardless of if one person or five people or a hundred people like it, view it, download it. It's got to be something that you've got to do. You just got to close your eyes, head down and go forward and don't worry about any comments or any uh, feedback. Just get on with it and and you'll come out of the other end in a year or a year and a half and you'll say, wow, okay, I've got some traction now. I'm proud of what I've produced. You might've taken some sidesteps as well. You might've evolved, but unless you just do it and not worry about the consequences, you're always just going to give up after 10 episodes or 20 episodes and you've just wasted all that time. And that's true. Like very few people get over a hundred. So, um, you know, well done for doing that because it's, you know, you've got to just Put in the yards. You got to put in the work, like anything. You, know, you don't become a Wimbledon successful tennis player by training once every six weeks and then go to the pub. You got to do the work. <laughs> yeah, definitely, mate. I love it, and well done for you as well, mate, for um, you know sticking in the yards too. And uh, I think um, you know one other little thing that I'll say to people that makes it easy for myself to stay consistent is you know this is recorded, right? It isn't live, and that is purposeful like that <laughs> because if you go overseas for a month or you have a little holiday how do you stay consistent well you got to make sure that you've got plenty of episodes in the bank so that you can stay consistent and stay posting the podcast but maybe you're not recording for a few weeks yep, right exactly. so you got to think ahead to make yep. sure that you can keep the consistency you don't have to necessarily record every week you can do it in batches or other areas like that as well definitely and a little one little hack if people are going away for a week or two and they're thinking what am i going to do you know, find a creative way to bring back an old episode or bring back a, a mashup of four or five episodes or something. There's always a way for you to put out some content when you don't have anything brand new 
because again, the key to everything is just showing up. You know, so there's always a way if you really think about it. Just got to get creative. Yeah, I love it, mate. It's so true. And um, you know, a lot of people are probably thinking, yeah, okay, this all sounds good, and you know, all right, I'm keen to do it, but how do I actually like interview people or things like that? Right? You know, make it engaging. You know, we've done it for so long. It was sort of We've got our process and we're, we've yeah. built the muscle, right? Like you're talking yeah. about, we've been to the gym many times. Um, so what are some, you know, a couple of tips or something like that that you can give to people just so that you know, it's going to be engaged and people will actually, you know, want to listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, a pot and, and you're doing this really well as well. Uh, a podcast is like writing an essay, writing a piece of marketing content, writing a book, watching a film. It has to have a strong opening. It has to have some meat in the middle and it has to have a nice finish. And I think that's really important for people to remember is that you've got to start strong. You've got to give it some energy. You've got to really get serious with the value that you're going to bring from the conversation. You're not just waffling and going on a million tangents and not following any particular process or any particular thread. Cause a lot of people just get hijacked by other people and they go off on a million tangents and they don't follow any particular thread. I think that's important to not allow your guests to go off on a mini tangents. We've got to bring them back to the point of the episode because you know what you're trying to achieve and what you're trying to get out of the episode for your audience. And then you've got to have a great finish. You've got to finish off nicely, even if it's just really simple, but you know, give it some energy, say, great, we're going to see you next time. And you just follow that little formula. Um, and then after a while, you start to do it so regularly, it becomes, you just do it off by heart. You know exactly what you're going to say to, to open, you know, open up the show. You know exactly what you say to finish the show. You know how to control the narrative of the conversation to bring it audience some value. And a little bit, a bit of preparation for the guest actually can work too sometimes. You might want to give them a little bit of a um, draft of what you're going to be doing and let them prepare for it. So if the guests are prepared, they're not going to kind of freeze up and ramble and uh, go off on tangents because they they're kind of prepared with their messages as well so sometimes a bit of preparation when you're starting particularly give your guest a little bit of a draft of your episode so they can prepare and then when they come to the show that they're, they're more prepared and more relaxed everything just becomes much more powerful yeah awesome mate love it so uh so great points there and maybe just one thing that i'm just thinking about of my mind that i do um to make it easier for us as the host is um you know, use a calendar app like Canonly or something like that to get people to book a time, which makes it easy. And then Definitely. within that, ask a couple of questions like, hey, you know, what topics or questions would you like to talk about, right? And and maybe get their bio, you know, their intro of how they want to be introed. Um, you know, that's it's what I, you know, ask many people that way. And it just helps us as the host because it's like, okay, cool. This is their areas of genius, right? Yep. That they want to do and go, okay, do we want to do all of them? Do we want to hone on one, you know? And then we can sort of make that decision there um, without necessarily needing to have a conversation um, beforehand. Exactly. And then we can, you know, structure the podcast as you want to structure it. Exactly. As well. And you brought up a really good point. Like another, you know, Calendly and a lot of these apps are fantastic as well to automate the process a little bit. So you don't have to be sending emails backwards and forwards. So, you know, you're allowed, you're systemizing and automating to a degree, which again, takes away some of the time that you spend uh, on your podcast. So, you know, that's another you know great app. I use Calendly as well. And, you know, just find little ways and little hacks to kind of streamline the process for you 
and systemize it as best you can. So it takes less and less time. Yeah. Awesome, mate. And, you know, let's say people are thinking, oh, how do I really monetize this? And I know there's a lot of elements of like, you need a lot of listeners and things like that technically to get to that point. And maybe we could get some sponsorship or advertisements. I don't know if we're all Joe Rogan and can get hundred million by Spotify or something <laughs> like that. And, you know, that would be nice. Um, but, you know, we're, we're building ourselves up. He had his podcast for like 10, 15 years though, before that happened, That's right? right. So yep, he put was, in the uh, work. It worked. He got there in the end. So we're going to just talk a little bit about the, yeah, the monetization side um, and what's realistic, I guess, but yeah, some sort of things around that. Yeah. Look, monetizing is, is, is tough. Um, more and more now because there's so many podcasts out there, you know, so you, you know, to get anybody to give you um, advertising budget, you're going to have to show that you really have a big um, following for people to actually spend some money, serious money and, you know, start allowing you to do little spots and, you know, promo spots and, you know, sales spots in your, in your show. Um, so that's where the consistency comes in and the patience. So if, you, if you're thinking about doing that, you've just got to really ramp up the episodes, ramp up the guests, do as much work on, on the marketing as you can to get that following, to build that following as quickly as you can. Um, to, so people will say, all right, now it's worthy of actually putting some money into advertising on this podcast. Um, you know, but the other thing is, of course, I, I look at it more as the indirect way. You know, the more that you are out there podcasting, the more that you're creating great value, great content, you're indirectly promoting everything you do. And that's going to drive business your way anyway. That's the whole point of a, using it as a marketing tool rather than a tool just to, you know, build a following and get advertising budget. So the marketing of it, you know, podcasting is really a another marketing tool that's going to use it's going to be really powerful for you to help you create awareness for who you are and what you do. So that's, that's huge. That's the indirect, that's probably the most powerful point, part of the pot, the monetization of the podcast. But again, if you want to, if you want to monetize um, your podcast directly, you're going to have to really work hard to build those numbers so people can actually start advertising on there and paying you some significant um, value, significant amounts of money to, to make it, worthwhile yeah so true mate uh it's a they're for even longer game you know than having the podcast there and and, and rogan has done this for 10 15 years you know yeah people like mark Marin is a great um great podcaster he's been doing this for 10 15 years like all the greatest ones have a lot of great spots or a lot of the hollywood stars because they naturally have a huge following they can put out a podcast and in a couple of months people are advertising on it already because they've got such incredible followings, but you know, for us, me immortals, it's going to take a bit more time. <laughs> I love it. And the other thing, you know, I know with, with me or what I hear, and, and I think a lot of people would think about is about the time, right? Because you may, depends how long you want to do the cod parts, but you know, we're scheduling time here to record. It might be an hour, whatever it is, you know, you're scheduling time to prepare probably. And then you've got to do some, you know, some post things as well. And that, that editing side oh. takes a while. Now I've, I've got a, my VA that does a lot of it. I've trained her to do a lot of that. So nice. I'm like, I don't do all of this stuff. You know, I, I did it initially, I, you know, to, to work it out. Um, but then I, you know, get other people. It's like a business generally, right? You know, you don't want to do everything yourself. So yeah, just give some, you know, realistic elements around the time. And then, you know, you, you can actually get people to help you as well. 
Yeah, good one. I mean, I still do all mine myself because I just like the process. I'll just, you know, kind of, it's kind of therapeutic. But I'd say that in total, the preparation, the filming, and then the production and promotion of it would probably be a good three, four hours of work for each episode. So just as, a, as an average for people that are thinking about getting into podcasting, you're going to have to find three, four hours a, a week um, of, of time to do this. Otherwise, again, like you said, once you've worked out how to do it yourself and you know how you want it to be done, then you can go to a VA um, or you can get someone to do it for you. And, you know, there's great cost-effective solutions out there. But if you want to do it yourself, you're going to have to dedicate three, four hours a, uh, each time you do a show. You might want, not want to do a show every week. You might want to do one every two weeks. You might want to do one a month. Then you might be able to find three or four hours. So it just depends, again, the frequency you can play with. But each show is a good three or four hours of work um, in the production and the promotion and the preparation. Yeah, definitely. Great awareness there. And, um, yeah, to, to be able to commit to that, right? Um, so love it. Um, and, yeah, let's talk. You mentioned it a bit before, but I'd like to talk a little bit about your podcast as well, right? Playing with Perspective. This is a suspended animation podcast. I'll get that right. Um, so I look forward to being on it soon as well. But um, yeah, tell us more about it. And yeah, what you know, what type of topics and stuff? Yeah, come up. Sure. So um, as I said, it's kind of like a, a variety show. So I, the best way to, to check that out is to jump on YouTube. You can, it's on um, all the channels. It's on Anchor. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on uh, it's on um, Podbean. But it's, and it's on my website, which I'll give you later, but it's also on YouTube. And on YouTube, I've separated everything into playlists. And it, there's so many different playlists that are, have loads of different episodes within it. Because as I said, like I like to just talk about lots of different things. So I've got people there talking about finance, about health sciences, book launches, um, photography, business, entrepreneurship, sales, marketing, branding, um, whatever, dieting, <laughs> everything. So I like to talk about lots of stuff because I just enjoy it. And uh, the more I, the more episodes I do, the more I learn about different genres and then I can talk about more of them. Um, but it's just been a really great journey and just some amazing guests. But um, I've kind of broken it down all nicely into playlists on my YouTube channel. And that can kind of help people if they're interested in one particular area, they can just go to that and leave the rest. Um, so yeah, feel free to check those out if you want. Yeah, definitely. Sounds awesome. I love the playlist element. I've just got one playlist on my YouTube with everything, but uh, having separate ones makes a lot of sense, mate. Yeah. And, and uh, the other thing is like, do that. If you're going to start a podcast, do that from the beginning. Cause I, like you, I left it and then I had to go back and do it. And it was a lot of work. <laughs> so now if you're going to do it, do it from the beginning. So you don't have to go back and do that a hundred times. Yeah. I've got 150 times to look at. Right, so 150 times, a lot of work. I'll go get my VA to hopefully yeah. do a lot of that and I to do, to do it myself. But um, yeah, great points there, mate. Um, really awesome. And uh, yeah, so much value today, um, you know, with uh, with podcasting and all of that. And and as we were wrapping up, you know, I'd like to just ask you, what one key piece of advice would you like to give all the entrepreneurs watching and listening today? Ah, wow. Well, I'll stick to the podcasting thread. Um, it's just really, you know, when you're coming to a podcast and you've got to use, build a podcast, it's got to be about consistency and about patience. Like you've really got to, like anything you do, like you can't just think that things, there's no overnight success. You know, no such thing as an overnight success. Everyone that you think has risen uh, to stardom 
in the last six months have been putting in the work for the last six years or 12 years or 15 years. And all of a sudden they've popped because they've put in the work initially. And, you know, that's just the way it is. So, you know, if you're serious about getting into a podcast and using it as a marketing channel, dedicate yourself to really putting in the work and being patient and not changing your mind or chopping and changing ideas. Just do it well from the beginning and just stick to the plan and it'll bring you results if you stick to the plan. Yeah, awesome. Great advice. Completely agree with that, mate. And yeah, we connected through our network. So I learned about your awesome journey from, yeah, starting your photography business to starting your podcast and utilizing the power of podcasting, right, to grow business as well. And uh, awesome guy, you know, genuine, knowledgeable, and I'm, I'm sure you'll continue to help your yeah, organizations get serious business results by integrating podcasting into their marketing strategy. I'm very grateful that we connected. I look forward to working with you. So Darren, how can people find you, get in contact with you? Ah, oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Um... Look, it's really easy. I'd say just go into my website, which is suspendedanimation.com.au. And then from there, you, you can link out to everything. Make it really easy. I, I thought I'd create one good site, which links to all the podcasts in all their forms, all the social channels. So you can just jump on and you can even watch some stuff in the website. You can link to some of the video and audio um, podcasts in the website. So you don't even have to go out. So you just check on the website, suspendedanimation.com.au. Awesome, guys. Definitely check out the website, suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm sure there's going to be huge amounts of value um, and to be able to connect with Darren as well on, on the platforms. And, and I want to thank everyone for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. And please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. If you want to grow and scale your business, you can reach out to me in any platform to see if we're a good fit. I completely agree with you, or do I? The only way you know is if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. So remember to design your growth and results.